0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the morning mash here on the Jaybird Watching Gamecast. So, the Blue Jays win one on Facebook yesterday against the Atlanta Braves, who have been doing nothing but mow over all Major League Baseball teams and now have a 43-30 record. The Blue Jays stand at 34-39 and 39 after the win. Squeak this one out, a just ridiculous start from J Happ, was uh, unfortunately almost lost in this one as the Blue Jays just managed to squeak out the Braves 5-4. to four. So let's talk about Jay hap The often mentioned in all trade rumors uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays, Jay hap went eight and a third in this one and just continued to be the most consistent part of the Toronto Blue Jays. Six hits, four earned runs, uh, eight strikeouts with no walks, allowing two home runs. Now those two home runs were to Kurt Suzuki, who had 20 home runs last year, and then Peter Borges, who had uh, been a ninth inning our a ninth spot addition in this lineup as the Braves currently are juggling outfielders. So anyways, obscene start, eight and a third, like I mentioned. That's just typical for J Hap, it seems like, but um longest outing he's had in a long time as he picks up his ninth win of the season is now nine and three with a three point five six ERA and continuing to rack up the strikeouts. So I can see why there's so many Major League Baseball teams interested in services for the remainder of the season. I think if the Blue Jays are going to be trading J-Hap, which would be great, I think, because he get some good pieces. They should be getting a solid Major League-ready prospect for Jay Happ with how good he's been pitching this season and just period as a Toronto Blue Jay. And then he'll be a free agent at the end of the season, and I hope the Blue Jays have good uh, good groundwork on the possible free agent signing of him because I, he'd be a nice addition to the what could be a very different-looking 2019 lineup that could uh, really do some damage. And I think he'd be the icing on the cake, the veteran in the rotation that really could do this and make this 2019 team very interesting. There will be a South of the Six article just about that in the very near future. Um, I've kind of put what to your 2019 Toronto Blue Jays lineup would be right now before all the trades, and we'll discuss that. So, offensively, Kendris Morales, his 35th birthday, decided to celebrate with some uh, nice fashion as he's... Trotted around the bases for his sixth home run of the season, a two-run blast in the first inning. It was also his fourth home run on his birthday throughout his career. I thought that was an interesting stat. He always seems to dial it up on his birthday. He is currently batting .232 after an abysmal start to his season. Another two-for-three performance with two runs scored and a pair of RBIs. Randall Griechik continues to be successful an rbi double in this one continuing to watch that batting average climb ever so slowly but a very solid performance for him since rejoining the team after his injuries lesmus diaz also picked up a two hits with an rbi and then uh, younger solarte picking up an rbi single as well so that accounts for all of your toronto blue jays runs two for seven with runners in scoring position which is actually a lot better than they've been doing lately so i'm happy with that um i'm a little surprised that loris guriel jr has not gotten into this lineup yet i know lesmas diaz has been doing well lately but guriel was completely lighting the uh international league on fire at the time of his promotion for uh sam Gavilio. that was uh put on fraternity league. So 20434 and 39 is trying to back to 500 the and I think they really can't do. So, they'll be hitting the road all the way to Los Angeles behind. So, I think it's probably is just start at least put in array. So, I'm some super about it. These guys are going to look to improve the 5 on So, we'll see what happens. So I'm just how the experimental sixes if they do for some reason actually have a wild card shot. This is the team they're going to probably have to go through. So, let's hope they steal some from the Angels. Now for your farm report, the minor league system had some issues, at least at the AAA level yesterday, as the Pawtucket Red Sox mowed right over the Buffalo Bisons as they slowed the herd, who had been doing very well lately. Um, this 10-2 loss for the Buffalo Bisons uh, had zero offense other outside of Casey G- or Danny Jansen, and it was just not enough to keep them moving. Nick Tepes got off to a horrible start. Two and two-thirds, four earned runs, five of them total, six hits, four walks, just could not get anything going for him in this start. And honestly, in my opinion, he belongs back in AA New Hampshire. There's plenty of other arms I think that could have came up to make this start for the Bisons, and I just think Nick Teppish was a waste of a start. Luis Santos would also uh, allow... T- Two runs, one earned in his two and, th- two and a third. Al- Albuquerque allowed three. Um, Elise Santos struck out six <laughs> in his outing. Um, Tim Mazo would end up finally coming in in the uh, seventh and eighth and leveling the ship. Didn't allow any base runners and struck out a batter. So Danny Jansen, two for four, with his fifth home run in the ninth inning. Finally breaking through for the offense in this one. And the two run blast, as I mentioned, was his fifth of the season. Anthony Alford went one for three with a stolen base, and that was the only other hit for the Buffalo Bisons, as they just had three of this. Could not get the offense going to match up against the Pawtucket Red Sox, and unfortunately, they're saddled with the loss. The New Hampshire Fisher Cats took a Slugfest. Into the tenth inning as they won ten to nine against the Erie Sea Dogs, and it was or Sea Wolves. I'm sorry, but it's just insane amount of offense. There's very little successes on the mound for both teams in this. Uh, Josh DeGraff had to start for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats and it allowed five hits over four run or four innings, allowing five earned runs, which included a pair of homers. So a little rough start for Josh DeGraff who. Uh, Needs to settle in a little bit, I think, because his ERA is getting slightly ridiculous at 7.27. Nick Hartman would come in and allow four four hits in another run. Jose Fernandez allowed one run in his two innings. Um, Zach Jackson allowed one, too. So you can see a trend here. Eventually, Andrew Case would come in. A run was allowed while he was on the mound, but no earned runs, and he was able to pick up his fifth save in the 10th. So... Let's talk offense. First things first, Connor Panis opened up the scoring in the game with a two-run home run on a deep fly to right field, and that really started off the offense. Moving along to the third inning, things continued. Uh, for the- Juan Kelly followed, and Andrew Giatt would end up standing with a fly at scored Helder Ramirez then the offense continued in the fifth where Patrick the game and on an error that's Connor Pattis for another three runs which put the uh, drop to five at the time The Seawolves would tip, chip away at that lead and he got scored on that single and then John Burke scored on another double so the uh fourth- Journeyman that keeps coming back, always to find a tribute to this team as John Birdie does, and he's batting in the leadoff spot right now went with another 1-for-5 performance and batting 3 ten minutes. Uh, Boba 2-for-6, as we had mentioned, had a double. and score, had a machine, ten, 2 another run scored, one three Kelly beat offensive, two, three, three, two four, three, RBIs, three runs scored, and a start this offense, uh, two, three, two, four, three RBIs, three runs scored in the home run, as we had mentioned. We wheel and further extra fair for the Dean Justice and Miss ideas. So, and. So, just of the force forces, all the trumpets, Jacob didn't quite make it in, it. He the and I did all of at least once. Edward Pinto, the on offense, 2-4 with 3 RBIs unscored, and picked up the second one 3-1 third inning. Nash, who hits down the line, for the 1-3 the- the- on- RBI. And that was pretty much the offense. So uh, they talked the well, to get the decision at all. One walk and five strikeouts. He's been doing very two strikeouts. And that would be pretty much it. Malina uh-huh. finally picked a performance for the New Hampshire, or the Danilo Jays and a leading, namely to 4 of the UC Mets. Lennon-Support is to good until today, where they'll pick their post-all three. It was great uh, from the Team the other night. Um, I missed the show yesterday. I'm going to go into this real, real quick. Kevin McCune, the Lansing Lugnuts, uh, second baseman slash shortstop. Uh, picked three for four score run. Unfortunately, John's not the only other Lansing Lugnut that started went over 4 On the floor, the Lansing Lugnuts are a, so a pair. And that would be it, as the East wins it. 2-3 to, to an extra inning. so a very game for the Lansing Lugnuts. Good fun stuff. So, everybody, we are going to have another live show here on Sunday Again, as the Blue Jays take on the Los Angeles Angels. And nobody's been announced for the, who's going to be on the mound for that game, but Adam Corsair and I will be with you to bring you all the fun and action. We're going to have a few guests from jaysjournal.com and some other places all over the web. And I hope you all join us. Don't forget to hit those subscribe buttons wherever it may be. I guess we're on Google Podcasts now as well all of a sudden because that's a thing. And, yeah, it's continuing to grow. Hopefully we'll be on Spotify soon. If you're looking for tickets in Canada for any kind of event, make sure you hit up seatgiant.ca and use the code JBird and you'll be able to get a small discount. And hopefully you'll be able to see a really good game or whatever you're going to see. So, once again, this has been Craig Borden with you here on the Morning Mash. I hope you all enjoy your Thursday, and let's go Blue Jays!